This next guy, well, man, he sent the tweet heard round the world. He is the governor of the great state of New Hampshire. Governor Chris Anunu joins us this morning. Governor, did you know that when you sent that tweet, when did you send it? Yesterday? Did you send that tweet yesterday? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Did, you, did yes. you think that, like, news outlets around the country would pick that story up and be like, wow, this guy is no nonsense? Did you think it would go this viral? No, no, I, I didn't. I was just kind of, I think, stating the obvious. Um, I, did, I Usually that doesn't make news, right, when you state the obvious. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, this is a pretty big situation. We got a lot of, a lot of folks depending on vaccine. But we got to get it to where it is needed. And um, this whole idea that Congress and, and politicians were going to cut the line just doesn't fly with anybody. So, no, I didn't think it was going to uh, kind of go as, as viral or, or whatever the word is as it did. I got to be honest, I haven't been paying attention too much. I've just been, you know, working a lot today. Well, as uh, you we should got have more, been. Vi- more vaccine coming in today and we got a lot going on. So I haven't been paying attention, but I have been getting a lot of calls and, and requests for, for well, comment just because it's... Uh, you know, I guess sometimes the trivial is newsworthy, I suppose, or, or what shouldn't be trivial. I know? think it was necessary because in a day and an age where we're we're hearing, you know, this group is going to get it first and then this group is going to get it second and then uh, wave three is going to be everybody else. You get all these other people that stepped up and said, hey, hey, I want it. And I'm hearing a lot of, uh, you know, people who if they have the money, if they have the pull, they're going to get it first. That's not fair to everybody else. Now, is it? No, 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 no. And I haven't heard anything about money and pull and all that. Oh, I, mean, I look, have. The governor, yeah, well, I can tell you, in the state, the governors decide where all the vaccine is going to go. Right. And we have our list. Now, Congress kind of has the direct federal access shortcut that they're, they're, they were utilizing. Uh, and some of them are still utilizing. I think it's absolutely shameful that they are. Uh, you know, look, it's Christmas. Can you imagine if all the kids are lined up at the mall to see Santa? And then at the last minute, you know, a bunch of politicians cut in front of the line. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going to see him get, first. I'm going to see him first. first. Yeah. 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 No, and I mean, and, and sorry, kid, you can't, you can't see Santa. We've run out of time. That's exactly what's happening. And uh, it's, it ain't, it ain't cool. It no, ain't it's, cool. All right, so your exact quote, for those that, that haven't heard about this, you tweeted this out yesterday, and you tweeted, uh, since when is doing nothing an essential function? And you went on to say, it's ridiculous that Congress is cutting in line ahead of people in long-term care. I'll be first in line to get the vaccine when it's my turn, and then you ended it. This right here, this is, this is, I think, the line that a lot of people are applauding, Governor Sununu. You said, do your job and pass a relief or fire them all. That was the fire line. Fire them all. I, by the way, they looks like they got a pass relief bill. I still think they should all be fired, frankly. I mean, that, that isn't like, the litmus test of, of success isn't doing one thing in eight months. Let's, let's be clear about that. But, uh, but I am glad they did pass something, but the fact is they've sat on their hands for eight months while the rest of us has, have struggled through it. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's just not acceptable. So, I don't know, who knows, maybe they heard the message, maybe they don't. I think Washington has a bit of a tin ear to all of this. They live in their own little self-congratulatory bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not at the most pleasant place in the world. That's why I'm, I'm pretty proud of the Grand State. We're doing it right. But we got lots of vaccine. It's coming. we got another shipment in today. A couple more big shipments are coming in tomorrow. we got our clinics going. And so those nurses and those individuals in long-term care, uh, they're going to be getting their vaccinations this week and will be continue to be the front and the line uh, for the next few weeks right. as we go forward. So I want to talk about that line for a minute, if we could, because we, we, we are hearing uh, different states have uh, the right to kind of choose who gets the vaccine when. And now, yeah. as you just mentioned, there's another vaccine coming out, too. So what's the timeline for New Hampshire, because I, I really hope that it's uh, it's the, the the assisted living and the veterans' homes first, and the first responders first, followed by other groups. What's w- what's the order here? Yeah. 
So the first phase is just what you said, the nurses, uh, hospitals, assisted living, frontline mm-hmm. workers, first responders, they're all as part of, of Group 1A uh, or Group 1. Um, group 1A is about 100,000 people. Uh, then you get to what we're going to call Group 1B, which are kind of other areas that are required for COVID. So it could be workers that are building the machines that do the testing. It could right. be the folks that are doing the testing themselves, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, this kind of little army that has sprouted up there to really, you know, create a lot of the opportunity that we've needed right. uh, over this entire pandemic. Um, then we'll get to kind of the next phase, and, and also in that will be like the elderly, right? Okay. Um, if you're elderly and you don't live in long-term care, but you're over 80 years old, you're incredibly high risk. So they'll probably be one of the next ones in line. And then we'll take uh, folks with other other underlying health conditions that put them at risk. So I'm going to guess, this is just a rough number, there's probably 10 or so different cohorts of individuals that kind of get uh, prioritized before you get to Christian Unu and and Nazi, right? You know what I mean? The the under 60, fairly healthy individuals. Look, I I have, I had, uh, you know, I had a mom calling me because, you know, she lives with, she has two kids with disabilities Mm -hmm. that are, and because of other underlying health conditions, they're of high risk. And she said, well, well, can't I be put in the front of the line? And we said, you're not in a congregate setting, so you'll be one of the, the first, but you're not the first. Um, and that's the, those are the phone calls I wish Congress was getting right now. Those are the phone calls I wish the senators and congressmen were waking up to. There is a need across. But right now in this state, we have maybe 30,000 vials. Right. So we just have to prioritize those first 30,000. And then next week, it'll be another 10 or 20 and another 10 or 20. And we'll go from there. But unfortunately, when you're when you're just you can only get what the federal government gives you. We've right. got to prioritize. And, and we just kind of go down the line. Now, you and me. The, the under 60 with no other under, underlying right. health conditions, that's probably not until March or April, March, to right. be honest, at the rate yeah. that they're, they're producing And I'm okay, it. I'm okay so, with that. I really am okay yeah. with that. I'm, I'm like you. I'll get in the line when it's my turn. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm okay Absolutely. with that. You know? And it'll be really easy. You can, you'll be able to go to CVS and get it or just go to your doctor and get it. Okay. Um, you can go to one of, we're going to set up um, kind of vaccine clinics across the state. You can go there. So we're going to make it as easy as we possibly can when it gets out to the general public. Um, we're setting up some of those stations this week, actually. These clinics are on the state specifically and only for first responders, right? right so right. police and fire, uh, EMTs that are on the front lines. You know, they're, they're part of this first group 1A, and they'll be one of the first ones with help of our National Guard to get it. So we got a great logistics plan in the state. I think Washington's a little screwy with their logistics. They can't quite seem to get it right. Um, and uh, and after what Congress did, bumping everybody, trying to bump everyone in line. And a lot of them did bump people in line. I don't know which congressmen and senators actually got the vaccine or not. I, I think they're all to blame for even entertaining it at all. Right. Right. Now, is there any advice you can give out? I, I, I'm sure you've heard the news that a lot of the men and women who are in health care, these are the men and women who have been on the front line since March, before March, since before it became a quote unquote pandemic. They've been dealing with this and these people are tired. These people are exhausted. These people are overworked, underpaid, and yet they're still dealing with the public. I have a friend of mine. She is a nurse and she gets screamed at every day and put down and in her face yelling because things aren't moving fast enough. Governor, is there anything that you would like to say to these, as far as I'm concerned, heroes on the front line? And that, that's just it. They're heroes. They, yep. they could choose to sit home and they don't. They could choose to not go through that every single day and they don't because they understand uh, the bigger calling here and they step up every single time. Those nurses in the nursing homes or in the VA home or wherever it might be or in the hospital. Um, that walk those rounds day after day, see those people on, you know, in the ICUs, 
that are facing really incredible odds, frankly. Um, you know, when you get to that level, it's really tough um, to, to beat the odds of COVID when it gets to the level. We have over 600 individuals that, that have died of this already. Yeah. And unfortunately, we know that's going to go up. So God bless him for staying there. The vaccine's coming. We put them first. We're going to keep them first. And the sooner we can get them the vaccine, the sooner, you know, a lot of folks get back into that workforce. Right? A lot. There are some folks that are kind of sidelined for various reasons right. in that workforce. And that's the workforce we need so they can take a break. They can get a rest. They can spend some time with their family. Uh, without fear of spreading it to their love. Now, Governor, there's an analogy that I wanted to pass along to you, and 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 you can use it in your in your press conference wherever you want. the The, the analogy is uh, a, a Swiss cheese. You know what Swiss cheese looks like? It's cheese with with holes in it, right? And sure. and every piece of protection we're using, it's covering up that hole and making it a little bit smaller. So we wear a mask; it's making the hole a little smaller. We wash our hands, making the hole a little smaller. We keep our social distance a little a little smaller. The vaccine, making the hole a little smaller. I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, once I get the vaccine, uh, I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to wash my hands. I don't have to social distance. That's not the way this works. So I, I wanted to, to, to give you the Swiss cheese analogy. And, and you know with me, everything's food anyway. Um, and, and feel free to use that. The Swiss cheese analogy. Have you heard that? So I have, I have a press conference at uh, 3 o'clock on t- uh, tomorrow. Yeah. And if I can crowbar in this. I like the analogy. It's a great analogy. And if I can crowbar that, that in, I'm absolutely going to do it. Trademark. There, that's it right there. I mean, think about that. I mean, it's everything that we're doing is another layer of protection and another opportunity to stop this virus right here so it doesn't get spread to these people in the assisted living at homes, to these people that really say, need the vaccine, you know? You know, you're so right because some people say, well, masks aren't just going to protect us. Well, no, but they're part of the solution. If social distancing works, why do we need masks? Well, it's a part of the puzzle. You know, if, if washing hands is, is the solution, then... You know, it's like, no, it's not. No, There's no single silver bullet here. If there was, no. we would have beat this thing long ago, right? right. Yeah. So people have to understand it's a piece of the puzzle. And I, I get people are frustrated. I get that there's a small cohort of individuals that don't yeah. believe in mass as if there's some sort of bizarre religion. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. But um, everyone has that responsibility. And I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. It's not about you. It's about everybody else. Yeah. It's about us having personal responsibility for everyone else you know it's about um, and that's why where i think a lot of these people just they miss what that is what they i don't want to get into a philosophical right. discussion about live free or die but that's what the live free or die spirit is all about it's, it's a, about that personal responsibility yes. that we're going to entrust to ourselves to take care of each other exactly it's i'm telling you it's about my uncle who lives in the veterans home in boston who i have been able to see since uh, february you know, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure he stays safe. And there have been a couple of COVID outbreaks uh, on his floor, in his cohort, uh, in, in his ward. But they have been able to keep the veterans away from each other. They have been able to use social distance and masks to keep them away from each other. And I miss him. I really wish I could see him. Uh, but, he, but he's been okay? He's okay. He's True. knock on wood. That's great. Yep. God bless it. I mean, he's, he's been okay. It. So, yeah. So, so, so that's, if I might add so every day that goes by, think of the anxiety for those individuals. They're like, look, I just, every vial of vaccine matters. Because every day that goes by, God bless it, your, your uncle could is, is still at risk, right? Absolutely. And so when these politicians step up and take the vaccine, that's one more vial that your uncle isn't getting or his roommate isn't getting or whatever it might be. Like, we're just at that point where every day is another day where these individuals go, is today going to be the day I get COVID yeah. and, and, I, and I get like they a coin toss? Yeah. You know? You, you know, and so that's that's why I get I got a little fired up yesterday. I suppose yeah. uh, in a couple of the interviews, and, and 
Um, and I get very frustrated because, you know, these folks are just on the front lines. And to your point, they're exhausted. They're tired. Yep. They keep going out there. The last thing we should be doing is kicking them in the shins. Nope. You know, when they, they see a light at the end of the tunnel, sorry, take a back seat to, to a bunch of Washington politicians. It's, um, yeah, it gets all of us to take a little bit fired up. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, the tweet that's heard around the world. Governor, before I let you go, before uh, we, we end our last conversation of 2020, what are you looking forward to? In 2021, for something to do, maybe something in New Hampshire, going somewhere with the family. What is on the governor's horizon for 2021? Like non, not political, not right? political, not, not yeah. and, and, and not necessarily Corona or anything like that. What, yeah. what, what, so you, what's you know your motivation? What is, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I'm excited about. I haven't played golf in <laughs> four years because <laughs> oh. as much as I might support the president, that guy just kept ruining it for what was he going to do? Go play, go play even a round of golf when he was playing like three times a week. So I haven't played golf, and I would love to. Now my son's a little older; yeah. he's big and he's strong, and he wants to play. I, I want to. I'm looking forward to a time when I can just go out and play a round of golf yeah. with my son, and maybe try to get back into something I used to do. I don't really do a lot of activity like that anymore, and so I'm looking. I, I ski a bit in the winter. But that's really it, and I run sometimes. But uh, I'd love to go play a round of golf, and I'm thinking 2021 might be the year Listen, I finally get back out there. I want you to count me in because I haven't played golf, oh, goodness gracious, probably in about seven or eight years. And uh, it, it we'll really, act together. Yeah, it is something that I've been, you know, my wife's like, you, you don't have a hobby. You work. And and when you're home, you're working. You need to have a hobby. And I, I I'm telling you, everybody everybody our age, Governor, that's what they are. They're they're on the golf course. So I know it. Sign me up. Like that's the same thing. I don't really have hobbies anymore. I need to go get myself some good hobbies. So maybe uh, we'll yep. go out and just hack around a little bit. I this would, summer. Who knows? I, I will tell you. For me, my 2021 thing. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? I am looking forward to going out to dinner at a local restaurant, and then going to the movies and sitting down. At the, oh, movies, the movies and having a ridiculously buttered bat of popcorn right there on my lap. Just too much popcorn. Too much butter. That's a good That's one. What I'm that is for. a really good one. It's yeah, I would love to go to the movies. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right, Governor. It's listen, coming. It's coming. It is. It is. Listen, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very happy 2021. And we'll talk again next year. You too, buddy. Have a great Christmas, great holiday season, everybody. Be safe. We're, uh, we're at the beginning of the end here. We just got to stay strong a little while longer.